You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, this is Connie and welcome to today's episode of Awaken Radio. It is so wonderful to be here with you and I have a beautiful conversation in store for you because today uh, my guest and I are chatting about our bodies, our relationship with our body and, uh, and loving and accepting and healing our body and I know this is a big area for so many people and it's something that Many of us struggle to feel uh, a sense of love and acceptance with our body, particularly if we feel like it's manifesting something that we're not happy with in terms of its appearance, a health condition, a certain weight that we're carrying, and, and it can cause us to become really critical and judgmental of our bodies and actually really create quite a poor relationship with it. And and so I love being able to open up a conversation around it and really support you guys to learn some different ways of approaching your body and to really heal this relationship. And the guest that I have on today is the perfect person to speak about this because I know that everything she teaches in her work has come through her own personal journey of healing her own relationship with her body. And so um, I'm really excited to hear her perspective and her thoughts today. So I'm chatting with Nitika Chopra, who is a talk show host and wellness entrepreneur. She is the passionate, colorful, and inspirational voice behind YourBellaLife.com, the online lifestyle magazine she founded in 2010. Nitika is a certified life coach, a go-to resource for young women around the globe, and a motivational lifestyle guru to her readers and fans. Her unique approach to beauty has made her a passionate resource for her thousands of fans and followers at her lifestyle magazine, YourBellaLife.com, as she believes that beauty isn't just about what you put on your face, it's about how you take care of yourself from the inside out. You can also find Nitika blogging for the Huffington Post, The Daily Love, Mind Body Green, and being featured on Well and Good, uh, New York City, and Lucky.com, and TEDx. Nitika, wow, thank you so much for being here with me today. It's so nice to be speaking with you. You too, Connie. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. And I, uh, when I came, I've, I've actually been following your work for quite a few years, and I've always loved the passion and energy you've brought to what you teach. And it was only recently that I came across a, a, a talk that you did, a TED talk that you did um, about your own personal journey around healing a health condition with your body and, and really healing this relationship with your body. And, and I was like, I have to speak to you about this and, and, and find out more about this from you. Um, so I'd love if you could share with us as a starting point for some of my readers who maybe don't know your journey, um, the what you've experienced around your relationship with your body and how the journey you went on has brought you to becoming the the teacher and the coach that you are now for all these other women in similar situations. Sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, my journey has really been that my body has been my biggest teacher. And I I think that that's actually true for most of us, but some of us just get taught different lessons, obviously. And um, when I was about 10 years old, I was diagnosed with a skin condition called psoriasis, which is a really common skin condition, at least in the States, 
Um, you know, millions and millions of people have it. It's just like dry skin and it's kind of irritating, but it's not debilitating by any means. And um, I got diagnosed with it and I ended up getting it from the tip of my foot to the tip of my head. So, you know, when your lips like chap and they crack in the winter because they're so dry and like they can kind of bleed almost, mm. it's, it's like my whole body was like that. And it was really obviously very intense and it was really challenging socially and personally and how I felt about myself and then obviously just emotionally because physically it was so challenging. And about 10 years into that diagnosis, I ended up also getting psoriatic arthritis. And um, I went for about three to four years where I really couldn't do much um, and I couldn't really move without being in severe pain. Um, so things like, you know, I live in New York City and things like taking the subway or even like chopping vegetables for dinner or small things like that were really challenging for me. And um, I lived that way for many years. And the thing is for me is that when I was, since I got it when I was so young, I I just, for some reason, I was just one of those people that instead of going to the woe is me, like I'm so, you know, I'm such a victim or poor thing or whatever. I just, it's not like I never felt those things. I don't think that that's kind of realistic to think that I would be, you know, 10 years old and never feel bad or never feel sad or upset. But I really focused on trying to understand what the condition was trying to teach me. And what I mean by that is when I got really quiet and I let myself just kind of silence everything and start to not, um, I don't know, like not try to think about what other people were telling me, but really get quiet and listen to what my body was telling me. I found patterns in things. I found that you know, when I was really critical on myself, my bones would hurt more. Or when I was really, um, you know, upset about something or angry, my skin would itch more. And, you know, things like that. So I kind of started to connect the dots that way. And so it's something I'm really passionate about with people and especially women out there that there's so much power and strength and just incredible beauty in us really listening to the rhythm of our bodies and, and all the messages that our bodies are constantly telling us. So, yeah. Wow. So when was it uh, along that period of time? So was it quite young that you started sort of observing and because and, this is a beautiful um, already starting point to developing this really nice connection with your body, kind of listening to it. When did that begin and was that just something that came to you really naturally? You know, it kind of did because my skin, it was just such a, it, it was so, you know, for lack of a better term, it was so in my face. I mean, literally and figuratively. So it's like, I was connected to what I was feeling all the time. Um, and if I was having a flare up or, you know, I was having a particularly bad day, I, a lot of times I really couldn't do much else. Um, I had a lot of hard, I had a hard time doing a lot of things when I was younger. So I spent a lot of time just like trying to figure it out, you know? And then I think when I got older, I also started to learn about the power of manifestation. And I started to learn about the secret and Louise Hay and all these different things. And so it kind of came together. It was like, 
for the first 10 years, I kind of had this inkling and I would sort of follow it as much as I understood it. But then when I married that with my knowledge around, you know, getting certified as a life coach and learning about manifestation and then reading about Louise Hay and all this stuff, it just took it to another level where I was really able to see that there was great power in all of that. So it began with observing the connection between your emotions. That's kind of what you shared was that you notice certain emotional states um, created a different manifestation of, of the condition in your body. Did you also then link what those thoughts were that were actually kind of fueling the condition as well? You know, eventually I did, yes. Eventually, I think the biggest thing I would feel and I would notice a couple of things. One thing was whenever I was really critical, and Louise Hay says this in her in her book, You Can Heal Your Body, whenever I was really critical of myself and just like being mean and negative with myself, I would notice that my bones would almost immediately start to hurt, like wow. my arthritis. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of like that, you know, it was kind of like one of those things where, you know, you read that and you say, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, it sounds nice that all this stuff could be so simple and connected, but I doubt this is really true. And then I would notice it and I would, you know, I would just kind of try, like try it out, you know, not do anything drastic, but just try it out. And I would really notice. And then the other thing, um, was definitely around, you know, when my body would get itchy, like psoriasis is like having chicken pox 24 seven, it's mm. really itchy. And so I would notice, um, on the other hand, like when I would give my skin love and when I, I remember this one time I was, I was taking a bath and I was having a really horribly hard day. It was just one of those days where I was just like at the end of my rope and I just felt like everything was wrong you know, and I felt so at the end of my rope and my body was just, I was in so much pain and I was having such a hard time. And someone had recently told me that inflammation, which is what psoriasis, you know, the root of psoriasis is, it's like inflammation of the joints and the skin and everything has a lot to do with heat and heat is emotionally connected to anger. Mm. And I was just, I had never heard that before, you know, it didn't really make sense, but I just decided to discover and explore and be like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? I already feel horrible, right? Like, it's not like I'm going to lose anything else, but <laughs> just like trying it out, you know? So I started to think about this and then this woman asked me like, what are you angry about? And you know, in our culture and especially as an Indian woman, but even like in the culture of women in general, being an angry woman is like so not okay and so taboo. And there was a huge part of me that was not allowing myself to be angry. And so for a long time, that anger was all I feel it was really trapped in my body. Mm. And so this one day I was taking a bath and I was looking at my skin and my whole, my arms and everything was all covered and it was bright red. And literally, if you touched my skin, you could feel like tremendous heat coming out of my skin. And I put my hand on my arm and I just started to love it, like actively. I just started to say things like, you know, I'm sorry you're in so much pain. 
Like, I love you. I know this isn't fun for you either. Like Mm -hmm. things like that. Like it was an actual person almost like it had its own identity. And I swear, Connie, in front of my eyes, I saw my skin get lighter and completely change. Mm -hmm. It was so powerful. It wasn't like I said that once and then all of a sudden I didn't have psoriasis anymore. It doesn't work that way. But the, the magnificence of seeing even just the slightest change after at that point I had been dealing with this for 13 years straight and I had never even tried to do something like that. It was absolutely, it was breathtaking. I was really shocked, you know, to see that. And it just furthered my journey of wanting to really get in touch with the emotion behind everything that my body was going through. Mm, and I love that you've brought up anger because I I know I'm working with a lot of women and these days people are becoming more embracing of their emotions and they're learning how to move through and feel and honor, you know, things like sadness and and um frustration all these different things but anger is sort of a bit different I think people carry a lot more judgment as you mentioned on the emotion of anger how how did you how did you sit with that and move through that and clear that emotion is it is it about simply acknowledging that you're angry or do you need to go through the process of actually sort of feeling and releasing some of the stuff you've bottled up inside of you yeah I mean there's a few things so I absolutely had to release and go through the process. I, I honestly was really embarrassed at first. That was the first feeling that came up. I was, I was really ashamed and I was really embarrassed. I felt like there was something wrong with me that I was so angry, um, which when you hear about what I went through, that's kind of, it's ridiculous that I would think that, but that's how I was kind of just trained, you know? Mm. And I really just felt like there was something wrong with me. Like I should know better. I should be able to handle this. I shouldn't be angry. And once I finally just, I kept pushing myself past those ideas and thoughts and feelings. And once I kept doing that, then like the next step was, to write down everything I was angry about and to, you know, write it down in a way it's not polite. It's like, write it down, like Mm. get messy, get ferocious, get, you know, get angry, um, and write it down and, and in a place that you know is safe, that no one can find it. And you don't have to worry about people finding it or anything. And, you know, even burn it after if you feel like that's the safest way for you to do it. And then I also find, for me, I'm a very, I'm very much a verbal processor. Um, and it's something that I used to feel bad about because I talk a lot. And <laughs> I used to be like, what's wrong with me? Like, I feel like I need to talk more than other people do. But, you know, it's just a part of who I am. And I think it has a lot to do with my body. I hold a lot of emotion in my body. And if I don't talk it out, it just stays in me. And so I need to talk it out. And that's the way that I process it. So I found like one or two people that I could really get angry with, not like at them, but fully express my own anger responsibly and, and kind of train them and how to take care of me in those moments. So like, I have some really awesome friends and, and I feel like it's because I've trained them in knowing that sometimes I just need to vent and I don't need you to fix this. And sometimes I just need to be in, you know, woe is me and be pissed off and, you know, want to like shoot something. 
for like a good hour, you know, (laughs) and I don't need you to tell me that it's going to be okay. I need you to just be like, that sucks. You know what I mean? And, and really understanding that about yourself and then taking responsibility in a way where it gets you to actually, you know, set your friendships and your relationships up that way is really powerful. It's really powerful. So, so those are some tips that I think would really help if somebody wants to try to get in touch with their anger. I think writing it down, expressing it, and then like processing it verbally with somebody that's super safe. Um, and I think initially I might've even just like yelled at God, honestly, because I think that when we're really angry at the root, root, root of ourselves, like something like a divorce or health or things like that, that are just a little bit even bigger than us, I think God has a lot to do with it. And so I had to process that with God as well. And it's looked many different ways. Um, I've tried to get close to God through many different ways over the years, but I think now it really looks like, um, you know, just, I almost say like, God's like my boyfriend, (laughs) you know, we just have like a really close relationship and I feel like I see God in everybody and I see God in myself and I feel God around me. It's not like God doesn't feel separate from me. Um, God feels like, you know, God's within all of us. And so I feel like even when I'm just looking at like a beautiful flower or I'm like in my apartment and I'm so grateful that I'm in my apartment, I'm just like really connected to the fact that God made all of this possible. Mm. And um, I also just in the morning and at night, I try to connect with God. And sometimes it's, you know, through doing prayer and meditation and journaling and I do like the whole gamut and I really get in, you know, in deep with it. And then other times, um, it's just a simple, like, okay, I'm really tired. I'm just going to say my gratitude list before I go to sleep. Um, and just like get it done so I can connect with you at least a little bit. Um, so it just depends on what it is, but yeah, I connect with God all day long. I really do. And I've been like that forever. I don't even know. I don't know what happened, but that's, that's how I am. Mm. My mom's always like, how did you get so into this whole God thing? Cause my parents aren't like that at all. Yeah. So, but that, yeah. but I love what you said because it completely it can help redefine your relationship with your body. Because just like you said, you can see the beauty in something around you, you can feel gratitude, you can, you know, it can go from being, oh, I'm this little human being on my own struggling with this life in New York City to, wow, look how blessed I am, and look at this energy that's supporting me, and look at this body that I have that's my incredible vehicle and and yes maybe some certain things are manifesting here but there's a higher purpose to this and I can be still be grateful for so many things about about the body um that really yeah brings such a different perspective to the body um and I just want to touch on that as well about shifting the perspective around the body because I know you talk a lot about beauty and you talk about redefining what it means to be beautiful and so many of us can look at our bodies and because it's not perfect can feel like we're not beautiful and can feel like there's nothing valuable about us. Um, What was your practice and how do you support people with still feeling beautiful and still being able to feel a sense of love, even if their body isn't looking how they think it should look at the moment? 
Yeah, I mean, that's such a, you know, beautiful question, because it's, it is something I'm very passionate about. Like, when I was dealing with my health, um, that's really when I started this conversation, you know, when I was covered in this crazy looking skin, I, I had to work on figuring out how to feel beautiful. And, you know, most people who would have seen me at that time would probably not have called me beautiful um, if they just looked at my skin. So it was really a, an actual challenge, you know, and it wasn't something that came easily at all. And what it was about for me and what it is now and what I try to tell people is that the beauty that I'm talking about is really divine beauty. Mm. It's not about like, oh, I'm so beautiful that I could be, you know, next to a model on a runway. That's not, to me, that's, you know, that's a product. That's, that's an industry, not to be looked down upon at all. It's, it serves its purpose. But the beauty that I'm talking about is divine beauty. Like, my psoriasis is beautiful because it's telling a story, you know, and it's there for a reason. And it's, it shows me a pain that's within me that I still need to feel, you know, it's, mm. it's not beauty like, oh, I, I should show it in a magazine, but it's beautiful because it's real, mm. you know, and I feel like whether you're dealing with your weight or you know, you lost your hair because you're dealing with cancer therapy or, you know, you're going through a divorce and you feel rejected. I mean, there's so many points in our lives that, you know, people just, I mean, and I've been there a million times over. It's just, you feel like there's nothing beautiful about you. And you feel like you have all this evidence to like, oh no, but see, look, like my husband left me or you know, I'm missing my hair or, you know, I've got like my skin looks crazy or whatever. And you have all this evidence, but that's not the kind of beauty that I'm interested in. I'm not interested in people who look like they could be in a magazine. I'm interested in people who are real and that's beautiful. That's profoundly beautiful. It's like undeniable. You know, when you see somebody, I know, I mean, you're like this, Connie, and I know you know like all your followers and fans who you connect with, I'm sure you feel this about them too. It's just when someone's real from their heart and you see their spirit and, and they're being the most authentic version of themselves, it's the most breathtaking. It's breathtaking. It's just absolutely exquisite. So that's what I'm talking about when I mean beauty. Mm, and that is such an incredible uh, perception shift because gosh we're inundated in the media and with the, all these messages that beauty is perfection and beauty is looking a certain way and I completely agree with you you know this beauty that radiates from the inside out is so different and it's and beauty is not even about a physical appearance it's about uh, you know you it is about being real and it is about being um, your unique expression of you, even if that means in the moment something's unfolding in your body that's really challenging. And, and like what you shared, um, it's this ongoing practice. It's not like we ever get our body to a point where we're like, woohoo, I'm finally at my perfect weight and everything looks amazing and I love myself. It's You're like talking about this ongoing journey of tuning in and letting your body communicate with you about where it's at, letting it continue to teach you. And every time you come up against your body manifesting something or an emotion or a challenge in your life, that's your opportunity to 
go inwards again and say, okay, what's this here to teach me? What's the lesson here? Um, And still loving yourself, even if you're in a period that's a bit challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a conversation I have with myself every single day. Yeah. It's not just like I wake up and all of a sudden, you know, I'm done. It's like, no, it's, it's a conversation I have with myself every single day, you know, and it's, it's something that we constantly have to remind ourselves of. And I think that it, we owe it to ourselves to have that conversation, you know? Well, that's what self-love is. It, it's, a, you know, it's a conversation and a connection with yourself and it's tuning into yourself every day. And, you know, you even mentioned that question before, what do you need? Like asking ourselves that, how do you feel and what will make you feel better in this moment? And I think that's the practice rather than somehow trying to get our body to a state of, of perfect beauty or even perfect health to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the practice is, is the most powerful thing. And I think honestly, if you just commit to a practice, then that's like, you're like already halfway there. I really do feel that way. Mm, The minute that you open up and make that decision that you're willing to do it, something's already shifted. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this has been such an incredible conversation. I'm so passionate about this stuff as well because I've um, experienced a lot of challenges with my health throughout my life and um, I love this perspective because I think it's something that will be so supportive for people. So thank you so much for your time, Nitika. It's been beautiful to hear your story and, and everything that you've shared. It's been amazing. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful to talk to you and get to know you more through this process of connecting as well. Awesome. And can you share with um, my audience just some insights into what's coming up in your work at the moment, what people can expect from you and and where they can find out more from you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I um, actually am transitioning from uh, Fellow Life, which I know you mentioned earlier, and I'm um, going to be, well, I just launched nitikachopra.com. So that's really exciting, and it's going to be a place for people to hear my voice and connect with my content, and um, we will have guests from time to time, but not as many as we did on Fellow Life, so it'll be really cool and really targeted, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm really excited about, and so you can go to nitikachopra.com to find out more about that, and then... If you're on Instagram, I'm like obsessed with Instagram. It's <laughs> my favorite place on the internet right now. So um, I'm just at Nitika Chopra and I'd love to connect with you there as well. Oh, I love Instagram as well. I think it's like the place to be at the moment. <laughs> I'm like addicted to it. I love it so much. <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone, make sure you hop on over and find out more about Nitika's work because this has just been um, such a, a wonderful conversation and I'm so grateful for your time and for your honesty as well. You know, sometimes it's hard to to um, speak about the challenges that we have and, and we feel we have to wear this mask of perfection when we're a coach for other people. But yeah, I love, let's peel it all back and just get real and authentic. So thank you for being that for my audience today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And thank you to everyone who's been tuned in to today's episode of Awaken Radio. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye.